Okay, so, hi. You should be aware that this podcast is recorded in a house with animals. At the moment, most of them are asleep, but there are a pair of Jersey giant chicks in my office right now. They're a month old. They were not accepted by our mothering hen because they're too old. And so they're with me until they're old enough to go outside, which is probably only going to be another week, honestly. So there will be cheeping. It's adorable. The other thing to be aware of is we swear a lot. And while we don't roll into things considered mature content or R-rated, as it were, we have to mark things as explicit because all the podcasts, places, all they ever care about is clean versus explicit. And I can't mark it clean because we swear a lot. We're pre-G-13, so there's... You know, not not that much to worry about. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 97. We are in the home stretch to episode 100 and the big year-end review. I mean, mid-year review, year-end review, I'm not sure what to call it. Uh, but episode 100 will be our annual check-in with me. In the meantime, I have some other great interviews coming up, including today's, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Ursula is currently in Virginia helping our friend uh, the shepherd deal with some livestock transportation. Uh, so she's not with us this week. So you have to put up with me. I know I'm not as funny and entertaining as Ursula, but I try. You know, there comes a point in every recording where you just throw up your hands and go, well, this just isn't working. I've had to restart this particular episode about six times. So, news of the world is that the chickens are good. The baby chickens are good. The dogs, cats are good. Like I said, Ursula's not here. And I have a new job. I intended to spend a lot of time talking about how awesome their onboarding was after the very long interview cycle, which they paused for me, which was really cool. They paused the interview cycle basically for April while I was in Tibet, while we were in Tibet. And so, you know, I have a new job, been doing a lot of paperwork. That's pretty much the update for this week as we get closer to episode 100. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to go to my interview with Jeanette Silver, another librarian, interestingly enough, and she has some really interesting methods of keeping herself on track and keeping track of all the things uh, she has to. So we're going to go to that interview, and I'll be back to talk to you after that. Folks, I am here with Janet today, and we're going to talk to Janet about how they keep organized. So, Janet, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Hi, um, I go by Janet Silver basically everywhere except work. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people. Um, and I've sort of got four parts of my life, which might be interesting for this conversation. Okay. So my day job is I'm a librarian at a special library. Uh, special libraries are the junk drawer of library categories. Um, it's basically anything that isn't public, special, public school or academic. Um, without getting too identifying, because there's about three people with my job in the country. <laughs> um, I work it for a nonprofit that does educational stuff. We mm -hmm. support teachers at the, at the school. They also do a bunch of other related educational stuff that is not actually teaching. Um, dealing with disability special education stuff. Right on. Um, it's a great job. Mm -hmm. I love it. I've been there four years in May. 
Um, and it's a weird job by library standards. Um, so one of the things that's, that I had to figure out was that we get most of our questions by email and we get everything from fourth graders to academic experts to practitioners who've been doing this for 30 years. Um, do people have no clue about the subject? So that's a huge range within mm -hmm. a, a niche topic. Um, second part of my, yeah. I was going to say, anytime I hear special librarian or special library, I immediately think of like the special collection at Miskatonic University. Yes. Like, yeah. How many, how many things do you have locked up that if they were to get out would cause irreparable harm to space, time, and mankind? Not that many, but okay. we do have some really unique, cool stuff that like breaks people's <laughs> brains because we have it. Right so, on, right on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Um, and I should say I'm in Boston, so I'm not that far from Miskatonic. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I you know, uh, my second second part of my life is I have been writing and self-publishing romance novels. Mm. Uh, 1920s with magic. I'm writing is Celia Lake, C-E-L-I-A. Lake is in the body of water. I will send you links. Okay. Um, the third one is coming out in May, so by the time this airs. Um, I'm having a blast with them, but figuring out how to make that work, also a set of things. Uh, writing has turned out to be the easy part. The editing and like everything else has taken a lot more that's, project management time. That's what I often hear. That's yeah. what I often yeah. hear. So, yeah. Um, third part of my life is I'm up to, I think, eight now chronic health diagnoses. Oh, yeah. Um, they like to bring friends, especially autoimmune stuff. Um, <laughs> and the big one for me is not chronic pain, which I have friends who have that. Right. Um, but I have chronic stamina issues and brain fog and exhaustion oh yeah not fun um i'm currently in a life is better phase mm -hmm. but i'm not assuming that's going to stay there right um and it came with a huge health crash in 2008-2009 up until that point i had been one of those people who had great executive function great organizational skills everything lived in my head i didn't have to worry about it and that crash took me to, like, I have no executive function left. And gotcha. I'm not better, but I spent, like, two and a half years and, like, I cannot trust that anything works in my head. Right, um, right. Yeah. Someone stole your spoons. Yes, all of my spoons and all of my cutlery and all of my notepaper. <laughs> oh. Um, there was a while when it was bad enough I couldn't read for five minutes, which, as I say, would have been more terrifying if I'd had the energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. and there was a long time when I'd like write notes and I'd forget what was on the, the list of things I had to do by the time I looked back at my computer. Um, wow. Okay. That's yeah. intense. Yeah. There's like, there's a point at which tools do not help here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my systems have sort of been built up with the life is better, but what if it isn't mm -hmm. principle? Gotcha. Um, and the last part of my life is I am a priestess and witch in an initiatory religious witchcraft tradition. If you're thinking Wicca, that's more or less the right ballpark theology aside. Um, so I'm teaching, I'm running rituals, and I'm doing it on a schedule that doesn't map to calendar weeks or calendar months very well. So we have a lunar cycle for rituals. We have a solar cycle for rituals. Gotcha. And we have when can everybody get together on a Saturday. Um <laughs> And a certain amount of planning ahead that depends on what we're doing. So, like, we are about to come, we're, we're doing this recording. Um, this weekend, we are doing our Asura ritual. We are doing things with eggs that need to be white eggs that have been blown out. So they're right. no longer, they're just shells. So last week's grocery list had to get buy white eggs on it <laughs> so that I could blow them out this week and not have to go grocery shopping on like Friday and frantically try to blow them out and dry them. Right. Um, so like that level of, I have to back up like three weeks in advance of when I'm doing a thing. Um, does, gotcha. not, does not come simply. No, no. Yeah. So, so there's gotta be a lot, a lot going on there. How do you keep that all organized? So that, that is an excellent segue. <laughs> so I live in Todoist, um, which I have the Todoist Premium, which I recommend for anybody who wants to live there. Um, it lets you save emails from Gmail. Both my personal email and my work email live in Gmail these days. So I can just like save an email and go back to it with a click as long as I'm in the right account. Right. Occasionally the tricky part. <laughs> um, I usually have two browsers open at work, one with the personal stuff and one with the, the work email. Mm -hmm. So it's like, which browser am I clicking here? Um, but also some labeling and some other stuff. Um, I partly because of the witchy stuff, I keep my um, projects organized in a sort of weird way, which is 
one of the many magical theories that comes out of the, the Western magical tradition is this idea that planets are associated with different things. Right. And I'm a librarian. I like sorting my life into like groups of things from like four to 10 groups. Mm-hmm. This Dewey Decimal System is a thing. It is in my brain. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I started doing that with my project. So I have a project that is called Sun that is all of my work stuff, the big, like the public persona stuff. Right. Um, all of my writing stuff is in Mercury because Mercury is writing in tech. Um, spending time with friends and like going to art museums and listening to music goes into Venus because that's love and beauty and, and arts. Um, and that turns out to be a way that makes my brain work better. Um, I stopped having to think which project did I stick this in when I started doing that. Because you can you can just you just look yeah. and you're like, oh right, this is something with friends, therefore it's in the Venus project Venus, versus yeah. the right. Okay. Okay. And they're color coded and I color code mm-hmm. my file folders on my home computer so that I can immediately look at it and go, oh, yes, that's gonna be the purple folder or that's gonna be the blue folder. So it so it um, all sort of systematically like there's there's theming across all of it so that yes. it's very consistent. Yes. And it turned out it turned out that was the thing that made my brain stop having to fight with what system. I before that I was like, did I put it this in that project or did I put this in that project? And what am I thinking about my writing these days? And who do I, you know, like, where does this go? And now I'm just like, it goes there. I know where it goes. Um, nice. So reducing the friction there has been huge. Um, specific appointments, Google Calendar. Google Calendar goes in everything. Um, I also have mine set up so that it will pull it into Todoist so that I set a calendar appointment and it will throw in a task of, like, here's the thing. Um, and then I can set that task for if I need to prepare for something or I need to think about it at the beginning of that week rather than the day it happens so that I remember to do the thing. Um, that's been really helpful. So do you have multiple calendars set up in Google Calendar that are also color-coded? Yes. Ha-ha. I knew it. I knew it when you were talking about using I'm like, oh, no, I use color-coding. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a terribly visual person in terms of art forms, but I turn out to be one of those people who really needs the color-coding. Um, and who gets very frustrated when I can't color code my, my different tools in the same colors. Right. Because they give you limited color options and then they get annoyed. And then you have to go through and you have to recolor everything to the things that match yeah. closest. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so that's right. basically where most of my stuff live. I discovered that I can't do like a, a, a planner or, or like anything written because my tasks, especially at work, shift so often. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could talk about this a little bit more about the how I decide what to do first question. Right. But basically, I start with a list of stuff at the beginning of the day. And if I'm lucky, half of that is the stuff I actually do. And I'm doing a bunch of other stuff that was not on my radar when I started the day. It's, it's, um, uh, that's a, it's a common problem is that whole interrupt-driven thing at work. It's also insanely common in IT work. Yes. Where you sit down to do your thing and focus on your thing, and suddenly you've got, oh, this is broken, or hey, can you help me with, or, you know, this customer needs X right now, and it just throws everything off. It's, yeah. it's, it can be very difficult to, to work through or work with. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, I, my previous jobs, I've done IT tech support in the past. I was an information technology librarian in the past, mm-hmm. um, where that just gets worse. Yeah. Because um, everybody wants your time for specific things. Um, my, I'm lucky my job now is I have a lot of autonomy over what I'm doing when, as long as stuff gets done. Right, right. Um, which is a very nice change. Yeah. All right. So uh, we, we started, we actually, these two questions dovetail into each other so well. So we've talked about Todoist, we've talked about color coding. Um, you know, the calendar integrations, things like that. What other systems and, and habits are valuable? So the, the other one I, I really wanted to bring up because it's one of the things I do that when I tell people about it, they're like, oh, and then they look at my spreadsheet and they're a little scared. <laughs> um, I have a massive spreadsheet in Google Sheets and I started doing this because I wanted to track a bunch of stuff for the health reasons. Right. So that I could catch, wait, I'm going downhill. I need to do something about that and or rearrange my life for the next three weeks, mm-hmm. um, depending which way it's going. Um, so I have a massive spreadsheet. I have a mock-up, like I can send you the link, um, that I've removed all the data. I don't want people to see. Right. Um, so people can see the formulas, many of which will not actually apply to anybody else, but you know, (laughs) Hey, um, they're, they're there. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have a summary sheet. I have, a um, 
like exercise and activity sheet that mm-hmm. includes a tally mark for like, did I go out and do errands because errands are exhausting? Right. Um, so I get credit for going out and doing errands besides the fact that you're up on the to-do list. I do a count of like how many big things, medium-sized things and little things I've done. Um, I am a geek. I have a complicated res- uh, relationship with the Potterverse, as many people <laughs> my age do. Uh, <laughs> so I label them as nut, sickle, and galleon, which is the coinage system, because mm-hmm. my brain apparently is much happier when it's not decimal. Okay, so um, that was yeah, that was the question I was going to say. How do you weight yeah. things? Because I've got yeah. uh, one person I was talking to. They use Fibonacci numbers to determine. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But I mean, yeah, it's it's just the bigger the thing, the bigger the the indicator use. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I can't like I know what they are, but mm-hmm. I can't math that in my head to like proportions, and right. I don't even try. So not in re- in reality is like I have a reminder of a thing I need to think about, and I click the button and I'm done. Mm-hmm. And a cycle is like a not terribly complicated email, ten fifteen minutes. Right. That sort of range. And a galleon is like an hour to two hours, depending on how complicated it is. And I'll give things multiple galleons if it's a multiple hour thing that takes a while. Yeah. Um, so it's a rough count, but it, mm-hmm. it gives me a sense of like, was I really productive getting stuff done or did I get absolutely nothing done? Right. And it gives you the opportunity to look at things and say, okay, here's trending in that mm-hmm. like my, my daily average of getting things done has been going downhill. Maybe I need to start preparing for I'm about to have an, an episode or an issue or yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. And I also have my, my summary sheet does a count. So it counts up everything and I give myself points for, did I get enough sleep? And did I, you know, get more than a certain amount of physical activity um, that are all sort of pegged to my, like, this is what I consider a reasonable day to be not my ideal day, but right, reasonable. Right. Um, and so I can see like yesterday was not a great day or um, today I called, in sick with a migraine, I woke up and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not driving today. Um, which, you know, yay for yeah. sick time. Um, yeah, no, great. Sick time. Take it. Use it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like that that level of like, okay, let me figure out what's going on. And then I can mm-hmm. see the patterns. So I'm like, okay, I had a migraine today. I need to make sure to get to bed extra early the next couple of nights because that will help. Um, and I'm not expecting myself to have gotten a ton done today, but I'll see the note in six months that – Oh yeah, I didn't get a lot done because of the migraine. Um, I slept all morning. That was fine. Yeah. Um, so the the spreadsheet has been really helpful, and then I also do logs like my rating. You know, I'll put different projects. I keep a running log of how many words I am on which chapter or which piece of the project, so I can see where I am. Um, I keep a reading log of what I've been reading, so that I can do a count of like what, where am I in series? What am I doing with my life? Um, so that that like it's like where everything goes, so I don't have to remember what I was doing. Right. Um, Very useful. Yeah. 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 Um. The the other systems and habits stuff. Um. Because of the exhaustion stuff, I've had a really hard limit for a long time that I'm finally sort of easing up on. But it's been like years that I've had the hard limit of one thing during the week that is more complicated than going to the pharmacy around the corner. Okay. And what and, and getting groceries. And one thing on the weekend. So mm-hmm. dinner at a friend's house is a thing. Um, doctor's appointments are a thing. Um, going to the movies is a thing. Um, and I'm now finally at the point where I can do more than one thing on the week and one thing on the weekend. Right. Uh, but I'm still really careful about it. So there's a lot of like, if you ask me to go out to dinner next week, mm-hmm. I'm recalibrating this whole set of like, I need to go do laundry. I need to, you know, I was planning on a complicated grocery shop next week. Maybe I can't do that now. Um, oh, wait, I have a doctor's appointment. That's going to be complicated. Um, and just like the recalibration part is the thing that I think a lot of people who don't have chronic health stuff going don't think about. Yeah, well, and, and it, it falls back to that great. And I think we all refer to it now, uh, the Spoon Theory article where, yeah. no, here's here's the thing. Here's, here's what I'm capable of doing compared to what you're capable of doing. And so here's how I have to rearrange. Yeah. And it's it's really I think it's really important for all of us to to keep that in mind because no matter how infinite it seems for someone who does not have chronic health issues or who does not have chronic pain is there are still limits there especially mm-hmm. as we get older oh god especially yeah. as we get older that you you have to start becoming aware of because if you're not aware of it you're going to crash and you don't if you've done it before you don't want to do it again oh dear god you do not want to do it again um, not fun. Not my favorite no. hobby. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my thing is I really like to, 
do the stuff I like to do. And I want mm-hmm. to like not come home from work and feel like I'm okay. I'm sitting on the bed, staring mindlessly at the computer for the next two days. Right. Um, the cat likes that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah the, the, none of the cats are here right now, but the cats don't like that. Sergey comes in and makes yeah. his displeasure known on the regular. Yeah. Which is why my desks are suddenly very, very clean, and I'm keeping them yeah. that way. Yes. Okay. Um, so the other thing I do, so I don't have to recalibrate that matrix of like what am I doing when every mm-hmm. time, is I've I have turned out to be a creature of habit. Some of them are good ones. Well. Um, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. so like trying to figure out the like what am I doing when, so that it's a question of am I doing the thing or not doing the thing. It's not am I doing this on Tuesday. Like, right. I go swimming twice a week. I swim Tuesdays and Thursdays. I don't swim if I'm sick. I don't swim if I'm not going to work every other time, unless it's like an ice storm, in which case, you know, I might, I might edit. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not swimming. At, I'm not leaving the house at six o'clock in the morning to go swimming. Right. Um, I have learned that I need to go swimming before work because if I leave it for after work, I won't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah you, you're wearing yourself out at work. Yeah. 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 Um, I do laundry on Saturdays. I get mm-hmm. groceries on Fridays usually, sometimes Thursdays, but usually Fridays. Yeah. Um, so it's just a decision of like, I don't have to make a lot of decisions. It's like, I am doing the thing. It, that is when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a book by Gretchen Rubin, um, Better Than Before. And she's also done um, a couple of others about building habits. But I found that one really helpful because she talks about different personality types and how you build habits. Um, and I turn out to be a questioner in her system, which is basically I have to buy into why the habit makes sense. And once I buy mm-hmm. into it, I'm really good at keeping it, but I have to figure out why it matters to me. Um, yeah, well, because if it, if it, if it, if it doesn't have meaning to you, there's no driving force to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, and she talked about, yeah. No, I was going to say brushing, brushing my teeth, brushing my teeth and keeping my teeth clean was, was sort of a habit. But until I had the big dental issues two years ago, it was not some, it was something that's like, yeah, I'll, I'll get that. I'll do that. And then after the surgery, it was, no, I brush my teeth every day and yeah. no, uh, uh-uh, twice yeah. minimum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's now suddenly it's important. It's in the forefront of my mind. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes sense to why you're doing that thing. Mm-hmm. There are people out there apparently who will do the thing because society says they should do the thing. That and... is not the way my brain works. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. Um, but there are people out there, and if that's your thing, then like use that to make you get you to do the habits. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I started using a CPAP machine in October, and right. which is why I actually have stamina now. It's very exciting. Um <laughs> And I turned out to have a really easy time getting used to it, which is not the case for most people. No. Um, and I think it's the, I think it's because I'm really good at that compliance piece once I get the idea of why it matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like use it, I'm, I'm using that to the full extent I can because mm-hmm. like that it, that once I understand why it matters, I will go for it. You just have mm-hmm. to get me to that point. Um, but. Yeah, and then I felt a lot better, which helped. Yeah, no, and that that just that's just the reinforcement yeah. to say, okay, yeah. you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, seeing if there's anything else on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I made notes. I was good like that. I don't trust my brain. I'm I'm finding it interesting how many people are starting to take to bring yeah. notes in just to be sure. It's it's great. I love it. It's. Yeah. Also kind of funny sometimes. I would have never thought that people would be like doing homework in preparation for these conversations. So <laughs> I don't want to I, I don't want to do that a cool thing. Um I think <laughs> the one other thing that's sort of a large systemic thing for me is mm-hmm. I don't spend time on stuff I don't want to do. I have ruthlessly okay. sort of filtered out like I wear a black skirt, um, a colored t-shirt and a suitable cardigan to work, and that is what I wear, and it's all cotton and it all goes in the same laundry load. And it's perfectly reasonable. I mean, it's not ultra professional clothing, but it's perfectly reasonable for where I'm working. And I'm a librarian. I'm allowed to look like a librarian, whatever that looks like. Um, I'm allowed to be a little geeky. That's okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't have to think about it. And mm-hmm. there are other people for whom clothing is the thing they want to think about. And I am not that person. And I have to take my laundry to the laundromat. And I really don't want to think about that. I just want to throw it in and right. get out. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm, I'm the guy who uh, for the last... Hold on, I have to do I have to do math. I shouldn't do the math, but you know, at least nine or ten years has worn basically um, t-shirt, 
usually black with a band or, or something on it, jeans, shoes, and just little tweaks. Like now I wear thick hiking socks with an undersock and a pair of boots. You know, today, because it's cold, I've got on a, a thermal undershirt, but nine times out of ten, I don't have to think about it. I just go to the drawer and I say, one pair of underwear, one pair of regular, of you know, liner socks, one pair of regular socks, shirt, pants, done. Right? Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff like that where I'm just like, that is not the thing I care about. I have sort of ruthlessly filtered out the people who don't get the chronic illness stuff. Mm-hmm. And who don't get the scheduling needs I have. Like, there's, there are a few people I'll still see, but I see them in sort of very tightly confined ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned not to care that that's sometimes awkward. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, sometimes it is. And, like, that's, sorry, that's my life. If you want to see me, there's limits on when you're going to see me. Yeah, um, no, that's fair. I mean, that that's yeah. completely fair. And someone who wouldn't respect that boundary when it deals with your health like that, yeah, maybe they don't need to see you as often as they need yeah. to. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I'm really lucky that the a lot of my really good friends do, in fact, get it for either they have their own stuff or mm-hmm. they just get the stuff. Um, and we have worked out ways that, that make sense for us. Um, I lived, I grew up in the Boston area, lived in Minnesota for 12 years and Maine for four years. <laughs> I say states that start with them that get a lot of snow in the winter and no desire for Montana. I was going to um, say, you, you just, you're just rolling through the cold <laughs> parts. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I moved back to Boston and a bunch of my college friends are still here and like other people I have long-term connections to. And so that's been really cool of getting to actually spend time with them again on a yeah. regular basis and like go to their house for an afternoon or I have a regular once a month dinner so that we actually see each other. Um, yeah, yeah. I show up, they feed me. It's great. <laughs> um, and, and occasionally if you're having a big night, maybe it's a game night and you can yeah. play some games and have some fun. Um, so that, that figuring out how that works and being really ruthless about the, that is mm-hmm. not working either fixing the relationship. So it does or going, okay, maybe that's not the thing in my life. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, 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 I hear it, but all right, let's, we'll move on to the next question. Um, cause I can't, I can't come up with a good segue other than <laughs> you already touched on it, but how do you decide what to do first? So this is, uh, depends which part of my life we're talking about. So in work, most of my stuff comes in by email, which is Mm -hmm. really unusual for libraries. It's a lot more common for sort of tech jobs. Yeah. Um, but I'm not at work for, I'm at work for eight hours and my lunch. I'm Mm -hmm. not at work for, you know, 15 and a half hours plus weekends. Um, we have people in all sorts of time zones. So usually I get to work and the bulk of the stuff that I'm dealing with that day has shown up in my email. Right. Um, so I get to work, I eat breakfast, I have a med I have to take first thing in the morning that I can't take with food. I am not getting up an hour earlier so that I can eat breakfast before I leave. Um, yeah. I start work very early because of Boston traffic, so I'm already at work at 7.30, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not getting up at 5-something to eat before I leave. Yeah. Uh, no. No, oh, yeah. no. Um, So I get in, I look at my email, I sort of triage, there's usually some really simple questions that are mm-hmm. not, that are easy for me because I know where the answers are. Right. Um, so there's often like people looking for resources in our field where they can't find them because they don't know what terms they're using or what the good resources are. And I'm like, there's my bookmark. Let me copy this thing in, um, tell them where this thing is. Um, and then I sort of work my way up to the more complicated ones. Um, okay. We're in a weird position because our questions can go from five minutes to like eight hours. And it's sort of my call how long I take on them. Um yeah. Do you ever hit one of those big long ones and you have to say, like, give me a couple days? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, so we, we often get, and it sort of depends on who I'm getting it from. So there are questions in which we are mm-hmm. one of the only libraries who could possibly answer that question. But it's Ooh. going to take somebody going and looking at journals that are not fully indexed and, and digitized. And like, I'm pretty sure we have the thing. It's going to take me a while. But someone has um, to go into the stacks for it. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we get other questions where it's like PhD candidates who are like, mm-hmm. tell me all the stuff you have on X. I don't do PhD candidates research for them. No. I'm like, here's how you use our catalog. Here's the search terms you want to use in our catalog, which is weird. Like mm-hmm. I get why they can't do their searches on their own without some help. Go forth, do your searches, come back to us and we'll help you from there. Yes. Um, fourth graders get a like, I'm glad to give you all the information you want. We have uh, mm-hmm. some 
you know, I've created stuff as things come up that are, let me handle all the stuff you're asking about in one nice tidy package Right. Um, for those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the, like the eight hour ones, I'll sort of be like, this is a really complicated question. Here's what we I can give you right now. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the like half hour, hour version. Um, and then it's going to take me a while longer to dig into this and I'll give them a time frame. Um, I usually give them a time frame. So one of the things I talk about um, a lot with people is like stretch your time frames. Mm-hmm. Um, My dissertation's due on Friday and I need this now, now, now. Oh, no, yeah. no, oh, no. 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 <laughs> um, and I'm really lucky to be able to work somewhere. I say that I work at a very Hufflepuff institution. Um, <laughs> so people work really hard and then they go home. And our ah. people are really like worry about you if you're there past the time you normally go home and my boss will come by and go like you should go home now um even when i'm sticking around because i'm doing something else in the area you know for dinner um she'll be like go go away go home yeah um which is great i I love that i really love the the environment for that of of people take their work seriously but it's not the only thing they're doing um it's it's very refreshing yeah and i've noticed in my my search for a new job right now that that is mm-hmm. becoming more common yeah and uh, people are like we don't want you spending all your hours at the office we understand that sometimes it might be necessary but if you're making a habit of it and it's a regular thing then we have a problem and we don't want that problem and that's right? such a nice that's yeah. such a nice thing and it's been missing for so long in so many fields i We'll say that it's, I notice mostly companies not in Silicon Valley, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, yep. that's because Silicon Valley is broken. Um, yes. We, yes. Won't, we won't go into that right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically I mostly start with the, mm-hmm. the, the stuff in my email. I work on my up to the more complicated question as my brain wakes up. I have lunch around 11 and then I sort of usually do, I usually have a longer term project that is not the really big ongoing one that I'll mention in a second. Um, and then, so I usually do that for an hour or two. And then sometime mm. around 2, 2.30, the big massive project I have right now is we are completely revamping all the subject headings in our catalog. Oh, dear God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because we're a really specialized catalog. We have a lot of really dated stuff. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of terms that are not what practitioners are using right now. And we have a lot of typos and, like, people doing singulars and plurals and just not matching up over the years. Oh. <laughs> I started with a list of 14,000. <laughs> I have a very long spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm currently up to, I think, 2,500, and I've been working on this since September. So That's actually not bad. Yeah. Yeah, completion date sometime in in, um, in um, 2020, I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, but I tried to do like an hour or two. I put on a podcast because it's totally mindless other than the occasional. I pause for five seconds to think about the actual thing I want to do. Mm. And it's editing a bunch of stuff in the catalog that's just really like copy and paste routine. Um, we just got an assistant, so now I hand her a bunch of the copy-paste stuff that's really <laughs> routine, which is also really nice, uh, but I have to figure out what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, what? what is she copying and pasting? All right, let's yeah. do that, yeah. Yeah, which which version of the, like, six versions of this thing that are in here do I want to pick for her to settle on? Um, yeah. And so she has a spreadsheet, and I dump stuff into her spreadsheet of, like, this is the thing that needs fixing, um, here's the thing that that is listed, here's the thing I want it to be, or, like, fix the capitalization which is just a standard thing. Yeah. So so you're using a shared spreadsheet basically as your project tracker. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Let me make sure I've got, did I put Google Sheets on the list? Because man, that's, I mean, that's one of the great things I love about it is I can be working on something in a Google Sheet yeah. and just hand it off to somebody else and I don't have to save the sheet. I don't have to nope. copy it or make sure they have <laughs> recent copies. It's just there. And I love that about some of the new, all the new cloud enabled stuff. Um, we were on an Outlook and everybody's sending files around system until about two years ago. Oh, and we God. switched over and the library and archive staff were just like, oh, thank God, finally, we can do things. Um, yeah. And we're in, in th- two to three different physical spaces. Mm-hmm. So we got Google Hangouts, so we got chat. So now I can ask them questions without like dumping everything in email. Um, it's wonderful. So um, you've actually you've actually increased your collaboration by yes. modernizing tools. Right on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we were, we are such like huge fans. Like we keep telling our IT people like, no, thank you for doing this. Um, they got a lot of pushback from other people who didn't want to change tech tools, which we get, Mm -hmm. um, education's often really slow to change stuff like that because teachers are doing so many other things. I may have noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so we're like, no, thank you for this. We really appreciate it. Um, 
so that's my work life, which is sort of straightforward, other than I never know what I'm answering within the field. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I came in without any content knowledge. So I'm now finally at a point sort of three and four years in where I know what I don't know and who probably does. But I took like two years to get me up to speed on on sort of common questions that came in. Um, and that was just like always in my brain of like, I don't know stuff. Um, fortunately, I've, I've, I'm very comfortable with not knowing stuff. I'm, I've never been embarrassed about asking stupid questions. Whoop. Like, okay, I don't get this. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Dog. Yeah, I think that, oh, hold on, let me close some doors. Uh, I'm okay. gonna, so we're going we're gonna to take a, a, a quick stop and while well, I do that. And I'm also writing down the time so I can fix it in post. Noise. it's the chickens the chickens are allowed out there do not go after the no not allowed outside (sighs) all right i mean i saw tiny goth hen just sprinting up towards the towards the porch, and I I knew something was up. I guess the dogs they're they're in a spot on the porch where they shouldn't be. Maybe I don't know. I can't mm-hmm. I can't see them from my my office window. But that I, I noticed that the two events seem to be synchronized. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So we were talking about deciding what to do first. What to do first? Yeah. Yep. So the work the work stuff pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um. I do have to sort of keep an eye on the longer term projects because otherwise they get away from me, but that's pretty easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually in Todoist, I'll set up a task for the thing that I'm currently working on. And then if I'm not done with it, I duplicate the cat, the task, stick it on the next day or whenever I think I'm going to work on it again. Right. Um, which is, I, I started with the David Allen getting things done methodology mm-hmm. and I don't use parts of it like the, sticking stuff on a future to-do list right? Um, because I found I really need to do that because I need to know that it's still out there uh, yeah, yeah. as a thing I need to do. Have you, have um, you uh, done any time boxing on your calendar? A little bit. And then I get distracted when somebody asks me a question and I lose um, track of everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, because we do get people walking in with a question. We get, you know, the archives person will come up mm-hmm. with a question or something comes up. Um, my boss will wander by. Um, yeah. I just found I can't quite do that. Yeah, because something's always moving. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, I have been playing with like a little bit of tracking, but it's got to be a thing where I can go back and edit it easily. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so that covers the professional life. Yeah. Um, the other easy one is the writing mm-hmm. for values of easy, <laughs> um, which is I have discovered again. I'm really good at this. Like, let me make a habit, and I learned last year that. No, really, I just need to write every day. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't write every day, I stop writing. And that's not great if I want to be writing, so maybe I should write every day. Um, I have an average word count that I aim for, but my individual days vary widely. I'm using for the words. So my, my baseline is I want to do the thing that keeps my streak going, which is 444. Um, it's the other people have talked about it, gamification of writing. Yes. Um, it amuses me. I get I get some things. I get to defeat assassins at the moment. That's very exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever motivates. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also make sure that I have really low brain, low demand stuff that I can write and make words go on that don't require creativity. Um, right. Which is the only way I've kept that streak going. So I'm, I'm usually writing um, the, the romance novels, mm-hmm. which are short novels, so like 65, 70K and I do them in three-month chunks. So I spent 2018 figuring out that I could, in fact, write a book every three months. Yeah. Um, as long which, as it's, yeah. It, as long as it isn't an epic fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I can write about a thousand words a day on average, mm-hmm. it turns out. Um, so now I can plan for the I write about a thousand words a day on average. Um, so that gets that's like two months of my three-month chunk, theoretically. Yeah. And my other month is um, nonfiction religious writing. And I have a mm-hmm. large website that has articles on it that I started when I was rebuilding my brain from the health stuff in 2009 and it's just sort of kept going. I, I do a lot of online conversations. I say something in a post that I really like. It gets turned into a short article there. Um, I'm working on some other projects related to that, but that's all like, I don't have to think about it very hard. Yeah. Um, it's stuff I know really well. It's stuff I've done a long time. I could just sit down and make the words go. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I like that because it keeps the, mm-hmm. the routine going. Yep. 
Yep. And then what about I was gonna say we've we've got the priestess bit. Uh I'm pretty sure yeah. the chronic health thing is already sort of baked in in yeah. with the tracking and all of that stuff. So it's not so much deciding what to do first. It's a here's it's that end of day, here's what I got done today kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And also like what are my priorities? Like I need to eat food, I need mm-hmm. to get sleep, I need to have some clean laundry somewhere. Yeah. Um, like everything else can can go if I have to to get those things done. Right. Um the one other big thing I think about a lot because my my religious life involves teaching as well as, mm-hmm. as the ritual, there's uh I spent the first 10 years of my library life in a high school. And so there are lots of people talking about curriculum mapping, mm-hmm. design, planning. And I picked up a lot of tips from them of like, how do you figure out what you, so you have an outcome, you have a thing you want to do. How do you map backwards from that so that your student has the skills to do the thing at the end of the class? Oh, yeah. At the end of class. And so I've incorporated a lot of that into, okay, I want to do a ritual on Sunday or Saturday or whatever. Mm-hmm. What do I need to make that happen? And how long is it going to take to get me there? Like, do I need to order something online? In which case I need to allow for shipping. Right. Um, do I need to blow out eggs? <laughs> um, when am I going to do that? So like I'm blowing out eggs on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've got a thing I have to do tomorrow night. Um, so that, that sort of being able to think about it in that way of like, where do I want to be mm-hmm. at the end of it? How do I work backwards? Um, one of the things I'm most glad I put the time into is I currently have students who are learning my tradition. Right. Um, and way back, like eight years ago, I wrote up a list of if I were teaching students in the tradition again, mm-hmm. what do I want to teach them in what order? And I've moved it around a little bit, but mm-hmm. principally it's that list. I thought about it for a while, right, I wrote right. a thing down. And now for each class, I'm just like, Oh, I just have to prep that class. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question since you've yeah. you've been practicing for a very long time you have a really good idea about what each ritual or service or class is going to take have you considered and I'm saying this because I've just talked to somebody who did this have you considered having like a template of here is the list of everything that needs to get done and how long it does and just plump I've thought about it and there's mm-hmm. just enough variation that it's tricky. So I know that prepping a class, for example, takes me about an hour. Okay. Which is, um, I am the daughter of a university professor who lectured <laughs> off the top of his head for three hours. Oh dear God. Quotes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my standards in this area are, are not realistic for anybody else. <laughs> <including> me. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, he was brilliant. Um, yeah. But and that's the thing I grew up with is like if you're teaching a thing, that's how that goes. Um, right, right. And I'm not like that, but I am. I am really like I teach the stuff I know. I basically put a list of stuff into. I use like Ulysses for sort of my short text stuff. It's a Mac app, um, and I basically have a whole set of things that are classes, and I dump the notes of what we're covering in this class in. I fill them out. Um, I basically talk off the top of my head, mm-hmm. following that list, so that I know what I, what we're talking about. Um, if they have questions, we stop for the questions. Um, I send them a list of stuff afterwards with the like, here's the stuff we covered. Here's the bookmarks in the the uh, pinboard um, bookmarks, mm-hmm. social, social bookmarking or anti-social bookmarking, depending on how you use it, um, <laughs> which I love. And yes. um, I, you know, it's like, here's the tags for the bookmarks for this topic. Here's the stuff we talked about. Here's the random things that came up that I didn't write down in advance because they came up you know, naturally in conversation. Um, like here's the stuff we're doing next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's turned out to be a really good format. And then as hopefully we go forward into new students next year, mm-hmm. um, this has been my first set since I've lived here. So it's been a while. Um, <laughs> I'll be like, Oh, and this is what we did last time. It's all on a Google doc. I can, you know, sweep that into just what I'm doing next time. Move it. Yeah. Just keep it, yeah. keep it flowing. Yeah. Wow, I think we've covered everything or how you decide what to do first in each each aspect. And I yeah. guess on a given day, it's sort of like okay, work for health, work first, then you know the the whatever is next, whether it's writing, you're writing every day, whether it's the class you're teaching, whether it's you know uh, how that it that all depends. Probably, I'm guessing. Notice the word I didn't use there. I'm guessing based on the day of the week and what else you've got going on. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right, then. We have three questions left. Mm -hmm. And so we're just going to go right in with what is the best advice or feedback you've been given? I think the best. So I mentioned that I have a couple of friends who have chronic pain stuff. Mm -hmm. And I 
was for me lucky to meet them before I started having major health stuff on my own. I had some, I've had chronic stuff since I was 15, yeah. but, but mostly controllable chronic stuff. And they have both been so, the two people in particular have both been so good at like, yes, the body sucks sometimes go do mm -hmm. the stuff you love. Like you will pay for it. To, like make choices about what you're doing, but don't stop living your life because the health stuff is in the way. Um, so yeah. that's, that's that that's piece A, and then piece B is both of them have also been really great about the idea of playing to your strengths. Mm -hmm. So I spend my time on the stuff I'm really good at or I really enjoy, and I try mm -hmm. to minimize the stuff that I either don't like or don't enjoy. You know, I'm, I'm lousy at, you know, to the degree that I can while still being a functioning adult. Um, like I am not thrilled about doing budgeting and accounting. But my life is much better when I do it. <laughs> um, I am not, you know, laundry is not my favorite thing, but my life is much better when I have played laundry. Um, so, like, but figuring out how to make that as small a part of my life as it can be so I have as much left for the other stuff has been, like, the best advice I've gotten. Yeah. Uh, so. on, on that subject, a lot of people, I used to hate doing the dishes or doing the laundry, mm -hmm. but as... I've started to work in places where there it's like a continuous thing or there is no like as soon as you finish one task, you're right on to the next one. And it never it just just never seems to end. I find that dishes and laundry are soothing because I can start them and I can end them. And there is yeah. there's a start, a middle and an end. And once I hit the end, I'm done. It's not. Well, now that I've hit the end of this pile of laundry oh no i already ha i have to go ahead and start immediately on the next one it doesn't doesn't yeah, work yeah. that way yeah um one of my my one of my early bosses um at the the high school library job was would occasionally go let me just take this card of books and shelf it because so much mm -hmm. of upper level work is this like endless you always have more stuff to do and sometimes yeah. it's just nice to take a card of books and shelf it and look the card is empty now yay yeah yeah exactly um, exactly um so i like that mm -hmm. moment of it but i i I mean, it's not the thing I really enjoy doing, um, I, but I like having clean house and I like having clean laundry. Um, and so figuring out how to do that in a way that is not overwhelming has taken me a while. But um, oh, understandable. It's much better yeah. now. Yeah. You've, you've, you've had to relearn how to do it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So two questions left. Um, since you're a regular, you know that nope. one is happy but difficult. The other one is not happy but, in theory, not happy but easy. Which one do you want first? I'm going to do the the failure and not and, and easy. So so the not happy but but easy. How do you deal with failure when you miss a goal? Um. First of all, I recognize it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Getting upset with myself is just not helpful, and it wastes energy, and that's not helpful. Um. That's probably one of the biggest things I've learned this decade of like, I, I am inclined to be a perfectionist. I'm inclined to want to do all the things. See also my father. Yep. Um, I'm, he, he was, he was a professor full time. He was writing a book a year in academic writing. Um, he was doing side performance. Like my, my work <laughs> ethic is totally messed up. Yeah. Um, and so there's a part of me that's like, I should be doing all the things and no, that I am not actually capable of doing all the things because mm -hmm. nobody is. Yeah. Um, and also, I do not have my mother at home cooking dinner and cleaning the house. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, and typing a lot of his stuff because it's just pre-computers. Mm. Um, so, like that, looking at what is actually going on and beating, not beating myself up for the stuff I'm not getting done is, is sort of the first key part. Right. Um, one of the things I got out of some of the chronic health things is this idea of working to eighty percent of full capacity. Oh, right. So I yeah. Play, I try to play my life to like 85, 80, 75%, 80% of what I think I might get done. And then I have some stuff on the list for like, like, and if I have more time, then I will do these things. Um, so that way I'm, I'm a lot less likely to miss than I used to. Do. Sometimes I, I still hit, get hit with like deadlines that I can't control and life is just annoying. Just miserable at that point. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's, it's funny. 80% of full capacity, that is how we try to scale things in IT. Did you pick that up? Yeah working in it i did a bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. The, the, and that whole mindset of like also stuff's going to go wrong leave space for it mm -hmm. um we did this massive catalog upgrade last summer and my my assistant does not have an it background oh and so we were going through a new software update it was a new version for them um so we knew that mm -hmm. i knew there were going to be bugs because like it's a new version there's going to be bugs 
um, that we were doing a sort of complicated upgrade from where we were starting from. I'm like, there's going to be stuff that goes weird. As long as we can fix the stuff that goes weird, I'm fine. And it <laughs> took her a while to get used to that as a like, no, it's okay. I planned in time for stuff to go wrong here. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be. Um, I've also done some convention planning. Um, so I've been hotel chair for a couple of conventions. I have also learned that something weird is going to happen two weeks out and you don't know what the something weird is going to be. Yeah. It's going to be a weird thing and it's going to eat like two days. That is, that is almost exactly what happened to me planning, planning Dorsai thing this past year. Yeah. Just about, we're about two weeks out and something just went sideways and I'm just like, well, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go fix this. Yeah. Yeah, And now I I wanted to plan in the, like, something is going to go weird two days out from the, you know, two weeks out from the weird thing. It's going to take about two days. I don't know what that's going to be. I'm just going to plan in the time. And if nothing goes that weird, then yay, I get two days of my life back. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so that, all of that stuff is the, like, try not to fail in the big ways. Um, and mostly when I do fail, I'm like, okay, why did that happen? Is it a thing I mm-hmm. have control over? If it's not a thing I have control over, how do I make sure it's not a, like, devastating failure down the road? Um, and yeah. I also, mm-hmm. Yeah. You do those reviews that sort of, all right, yeah. what went wrong? How did it go wrong? Is it likely to go wrong again? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's also the thing for me of like getting the thing done, but at a really substantial health cost that wipes me out for weeks mm-hmm. or months is a failure because that's not the way I want to live my life, but I still got the thing done. Yeah. Um, so I ended up moving on really short notice at the end of December, early January, which was not what I was planning to do with my winter. Yeah. Um Especially not in Boston. You don't want to be outdoors moving stuff in Boston in winter. I got really lucky we didn't get a big snowstorm until after I moved. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which, given that I'm living now in a walkout basement apartment that takes like 12 steps to get down to, I'm really grateful for. (laughs) Yeah, really. Um, Because I had this vision of them like moving the the bookshelves and the bed down in like, you know, piles of snow. Um, Not not, not cool. Yeah. So I ended up like packing everything in like three weeks and moving and then figuring out like all of my life. I moved some from somewhere that had a laundry room across the hallway to now I have to find a laundromat. Like all the routine stuff changed. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's that, that also wiped out my writing um, for like a month and a half where I was doing word count, but it's not great word count. And I'd already planned to take a like break from the fiction stuff, which was really well timed on my part. Thank you. (laughs) Um, but I've been doing other stuff and not feeling terribly happy with it. And so some of it has also just been like, that's been life. I'm finally getting back in, in, in steam of things. I'm yeah. starting the new book this week. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, you know, I have the energy to look forward to that, but it took a while. Yeah. Um, and just sort of knowing that that's a thing. Well, and, and since I guess technically spring starts tomorrow, we, we are recording this, by the way, March 19th, guys who are at home, yeah. then, you know, it is the perfect time to be starting new projects and, and that whole reinvigorating thing that comes with spring. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm actually, I actually, I actually start my books on the solstices and the equinoxes now, um, mm-hmm. because that makes sense in my brain for like, I am starting a new thing, it's a new cycle. Mm-hmm. My brain thinks mm-hmm. in few months chunks for larger projects because of the way the ritual stuff goes. Right. I might as well just use that and not fight it and be sort of starting stuff in the middle. If it's, if it, it, and it dovetails so well with other things, looking at, you know, your projects for sun Mm -hmm. and Mercury and, and, and Venus and et cetera. And so, yeah, just continuing that cycle just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Again, not fighting myself on how I'm doing stuff and like figuring out the thing that works. Yeah. Cause you've already figured out the thing that works. You just have to just make, make whatever it is fit which is a a lot better place than I don't know. I have to get this done and I still don't know what works, but I'm, you had to go through a period of trial and error for it too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well then how about the difficult question? Do you celebrate success? And if so, how? I do. Um, Oh, so the the smaller successes, Mm -hmm. I mentioned the 14,000 item spreadsheet. Right. Um, I give myself a sticker every time I've entered, I've edited a hundred items. And so I have a chart. Of, I have a little like whiteboard thing that has a piece of paper taped on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, for like every hundred things, I give myself a sticker. We ordered really, you know, elementary school level stickers from Amazon. Um, I don't knock them. Don't yep. knock them. Remember, remember in the, the first couple episodes when Ursula's like, do I get a, a star on my sticker? Yes, yep. I'll put a star. Yep, yep that's exactly That was yeah. actually what, what, what got me thinking about the stickers because <laughs> I said, I need a something. Like, that's an endless spreadsheet. I'm not going to notice that it's getting shorter. Right, right. right. 
Um, but the stickers, I can be like, okay, I'm putting a sticker on there. Yay. Mm -hmm. Which is great. Yeah. And then we got some that have like seasonal ones. So I did like little hearts in February and I'm about to shift over to bunnies in April. Um, and I have turtles and I have fish and I have space objects. And, um, and so I do different ones for each month. So I can see how, like how much progress I've made in a month. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm not allowed yeah. to be on the teacher supply section of Amazon unsupervised because I'll see something like that and I'll just be like, Oh, I have to have that. And I have to, have and the next yeah. thing I know they're backing the truck up. So, yep, yep. yeah. But for that, and I don't do it for everything, but for mm -hmm. that kind of really huge project, it's made such a difference. Mm -hmm. um, and I will find myself like pushing to do 10 more on a day because I get a sticker. Um, <laughs> my brain is sometimes six. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. No. It's 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 the little comforting rewards that I seem to make the best best impact, you know. Um, for the bigger stuff, I try to do something nice. So mm -hmm. if we have a big project at work, we try to go out for lunch, um, which we do like a couple of times a year. Um, for my personal stuff, I might like get a nice meal. There's a really great Persian place down the street for me that Ooh. I don't stop in as often as I should. Oh man, um, our Persian place closed. I'm very sad. Um, I spent. Mm. I spent the four years in Maine having regular desires for Mongo Lassi, oh. and the closest Indian place was 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm very glad to be back in a place where like there's multiple options downtown, like half a mile from me. Yeah. Um, but like that kind of thing I will often do. I like, there's a specific thing that I would like to eat that is mm -hmm. slightly out of my way. Um, there's a specific, like I might order tea. I might order, you know, sometimes it's a book. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a like object thing. I'm not a huge like retail therapy person. But sometimes it's the right thing to like have a physical thing that makes me happy. Right. Um, you do something for yourself. Care. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's the, uh, I'm now like five minutes from a Pensies, um, which is my favorite retail therapy choice. So they're a spice store <laughs> and they're, they're spice. You walk in and it smells amazing. I bet. Yeah. Um, and you can buy little jars of things. So for a long time, it's been my, like, I want to spend $20 on something nice. And I will walk in there and come out with like five jars of stuff that smell amazing that I can then cook with. Um, and so like that kind of level of mm -hmm. let me do something that's a really nice physical experience that that is enjoyable. that's not too far out of my way. Right. And that right. is kind of an ongoing thing that I'm going to get it to enjoy without uh, like acquiring lots of stuff. Because, again, I've moved cross country three times. Yeah. In life. And you don't. And, um, and so Marie Kondo must have had a, yes. a big impact on you. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I shifted over to, to ebooks um, around the time I moved to Minnesota, um, and as this, as they started coming out, because moving books is a pain in the neck. Oh well, I'm just thinking. Uh, I, we moved. I started moving to ebooks when we did our trip to Africa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because there are such strict weight limits on what you can take on these big international flights, and you know, I could have lugged one book with me, and at the time, I was reading um, Ancillary Justice. Which yes. was not a small book, but I couldn't have brought anything else with me, right? Because yep. it weighs so much. Uh, and it's just now I'm like, yes, I'm going to China. We are going to be on a train for so many hours, and we're going to be in an airplane for, I don't know, 18 hours, something ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I am going to load up my Kindle before I leave with all of these, you know, hey, I, here's a Sean and McGuire series I haven't read yet that I need to read. And here's, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, the um, I was always the person who like half my suitcase when I was growing up was books and the other half was clothes, and now I'm like I have 800 books on my phone. Um, I I never have to think about am I going to run out of book. Yeah. Um, I have to remember to pack one for the bathtub because I don't read on my phone in the bathtub. That ends badly. Oh, then I I um, probably shouldn't tell you this, but <laughs> before this trip, uh, because we don't want to risk say the an iPad or something going bad, but um. They now have a waterproof Kindle paperweight. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Ursula's like, wait, I, I don't have to take my iPad to the bathtub with me anymore? Like, no, you, you don't. You could just take that. Oh, um, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. The, the, car, the car department is lovely in many ways, but only has a shower. So uh, yeah. um, that it really you really can't read in the shower. It just doesn't quite work. Um. I read the uh, since I use so much Doctor Bronner's, I usually end up reading the Doctor Bronner's label. That's always yeah. entertaining, no matter how many times I read it, because I always find something new. So, and no, um, I, yeah, not yeah. the peppermint, not the peppermint. The I peppermint. I used the peppermint in the shower once, and it was a horrible, horrible mistake. <laughs> yeah, I got a, a good um, waterproof um, Bluetooth speaker, so now I listen to podcasts. Oh, okay. Like there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
but like you move and like everything changes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's weird. Um, but yeah, like that, that level of, of, yeah. And I also thought for the successes, I sort of think about the, like, what is going to make, make my life better? Is there a kitchen thing that is like just going to improve my life? Is there a, you know, a ritual thing that is like mm-hmm. the right tool now that I know what the right tool is like thinking through that mm-hmm. longer term reward, not just like, this is a momentary nice thing. Yeah. Um, I, I admit my, my fascination with worm farming was based on, wow, I could actually grow worms at home. What would I do with them? And then I realized that one, I, there are all these benefits to doing it. And so now it's like, do I have time to start it before we go or do I have to do it when we get back? So, yeah. but it, it's one of those, Hey, the, the reward, the task itself is the reward sometimes. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I also knit. So sometimes it's like, maybe I could get the next knitting thing. Maybe I could mm-hmm. spend some time on the knitting thing. Yeah. Um, I've been working very slowly on the Celestarium, which is mm-hmm. mapping the Northern hemisphere onto a circular shawl. Oh. Um, the stars constellations. Yeah, yeah. And it's very, very slow because I, it has, I'm doing it with beads and like, you have, I have to have beads out and the cat has to not be in the beads. Um, <laughs> yeah. But very slowly, I'm getting my way there. And mm-hmm. so like, I'm starting to use that as a like, oh wait, I could spend an hour with that. I could, you know, put on something on Netflix, put something on streaming mm-hmm. um, and, and do my knitting. Um, I'm finally sort of back at that point, I think. I love the idea that you're doing that as a circular shawl. Yeah, it's an amazing pattern. Oh yeah. Um, really well designed. Is it on, is it one of those Etsy or is it one of those... Um, She's on Ravelry. It showed up in uh, of the course. magazines originally. Ravelry. Okay. Yeah. I will send you links. Oh, excellent. Yes. That'll save me time from research because it's, it's always faster when I can just type in and then paste the link versus, okay, what was it? We Here in my notes, I've scribbled this down. Where do I, where do I put it? Um, that is, um, that's everything. Excellent. Yeah. It's been fun. Oh yeah, no, it is. It is fun. Is there anything else you want to, you want to talk to a, talk about or share hmm. i think i'm pretty good I okay all right then yeah. then if if someone wanted to find you online where could they find you and i know you're going to send me links for this so. <laughs> I'm gonna send you links. yes so if you want to find the books that's the easy one mm-hmm. um that is celia lake c-e-l-i-a-l-i-k-e.com mm-hmm. um my religious stuff is on my own domain, which is leeward.org and slash seeking, S-E-E-K-I-N-G. Um, Leeward is an old-fashioned word for heart. Mm-hmm. That helps. Um, and I'm on as Janet Silver, J-E-N-E-T-T, space silver, like the metal. Um, and that has links to like everything else I'm doing in, in varying formats. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, and if people are curious about my, my professional life, I'm also glad to talk about it. I just don't link the two. I don't cross the streams in public, basically. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's um, fair. Yeah. But you can email me. If there's contact funds. Mm-hmm. Email me and say, like, what? tell me about your library life. And I'm generally very awesome. That. Or for that matter, if people are interested in, like, can we talk more about the health stuff? What is your health stuff? I'm also very glad to do that. Yeah, no, that's 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 completely fair. That's very kind of you to uh, yeah. to, to offer that up. Thank you, Janet. This has been great. Yeah. You know? This has been fabulous. All right, um, and for the people at home, we'll be right back. I really had a lot of fun talking to Janet and was very happy to be able to speak with him. I am doing interviews again for the show, and it's always wonderful to talk to people after not having done it for a little while. And listening back to these is is great. So, you guys want a badge code, I bet. We issue open badges here. Mozilla Open Badges, which is an image with a little bit of metadata that tells you where it came from and how you earned it. And you just go to productivityalchemy.com, you find the little box, probably have to go to the desktop, still haven't figured out the mobile site thing, 
and enter the word color-coded. C-O-L-O-R-C-O-D-E-D. Um, that was one of the things I liked a lot about Janet's process is the color coding so that you could quickly see all the interrelated things. Not something I necessarily do. I do much more. I, I've never really worked well with spreadsheets. I might try it now that I have a new job. And so, yeah, that's, that's that. Uh, anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for coming out and hearing these interviews. If you want to support us, you can do it several ways. You can go to the productivityalchemy.com site and click on support. That will take you to links for our Patreon, patreon.com slash Ursula V. At the Patreon, you can uh, support all of our podcasts, uh, both well, not both, because there are three of them. Not just Productivity Alchemy, but Kevin and Ursula Eat Cheap and The Hidden Almanac. Uh, you also get all of the T. Kingfisher self-published works for free as part of backing us on Patreon. If you want to buy me a coffee, I live off of coffee, kind of, sort of. And the challenge in Tibet was they're not a coffee culture, so I had to have my own. Anyway, if you want to buy me a coffee... I can, you can go to coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash k-s-o-n-n-e-y. Again, it's linked on that support page I talked about earlier. And you can buy me a coffee. You'll also get a special badge. There's a badge code on there for backers that says you bought me a coffee. Just because it's cool and I still need to do the one for Patreon. I'm trying to think what else. Oh yeah, and you can also like, if if you don't, give us money and that's fine. Not everybody can. We appreciate the financial support, but it's not a requirement. Like it, share it, uh, volunteer to be a tribute, volunteer to be interviewed. I'm going to be, as soon as I figure out my work schedule, because I don't know what hours I'm going to be working per se, although it's a very flexible company I've accepted this job with. Um, but when I have those uh, those figured out, I'll be scheduling things and uh, blocking off time on my, my plan. There are a couple of you who are already in process, and I'm excited about that. Got a whole bunch of stuff coming up for you. In the meantime, I want to thank everybody for listening. And remember, folks, have a good week and stay productive. <laughs>